you think you've heard it all? You haven't. Peace Love Podcast brings you more OMG, wait, what moments? My life has been so dramatic and traumatic. I take a humorous look at it, and each week we will discuss with fun and laughter, full-out mental health. I go there. I talk about being flawed and fabulous. So guys, let's get fabulous. Hey everybody, how's it going? You are here on Peace Love Podcast, which you know because you click the button on Spotify. For people who have been listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're new to listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. My podcast is so fun. I am having the time of my friggin' life doing this. Now, I started this last September. Um, I couldn't get through the episodes. Now, living in a new place, it is remarkable how much fun I'm having and starting to do interviews. And I just love, love, love that people are starting to understand baby steps, mental health, and the mental health movement we're in. This episode is You Are Not Alone. You are not alone at all. You know, we talk about mental health a lot. I say, or I say mental health a lot. And it's like, well, okay, what exactly, you know, what's, why do you keep saying mental health? What's our mental health? What does that mean? We all have mental health. I know that. But sometimes um, when we say we have a mental health condition, it could be your attention deficit disorder, ADHD, anxiety, OCD, eating disorder, borderline, PTSD, bipolar, depression. I have pretty much most of them. I'm going to say five out of the six, or there's just a couple I don't have. So um, my entire life until I was 47 years old is how I walked around in this gray, not gray, in this just fuzzy bubble of life. And when I was diagnosed, it was like, wow, like a Claritin commercial, like everything was clear now. And I I wish, I, I always say could have, would have, should have, but the messy papers and the missed assignments I had growing up and, you know, my brain just, I think so fast and I interrupt people. This is my ADHD. I don't mean to. It's just like, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I don't want to forget what I'm saying. Taking things personally. To this day, I still think, oh, so-and-so might be lying to me or such-and-such doesn't want to hang out with me. And I have to say, Marnie, stop it. Stop feeding your head that negativity. I would not, and I'm still learning to text people and get back to them. And, you know, the you're not alone if you have impulsive spending. Impulsive spending is part of my ADHD, Some one of the symptoms I experience. And also, I put that in my self-harm. Self-harm isn't only cutting like you would think. Self-harm is anything you do that's going to harm your body, whether it's the way I don't eat, how I used to take laxatives when I was in my early 20s the way um years ago I used to like if I got a cut and there was like a scab I don't mean to sound gross but I would just like pick it and pick it and pick it that's self-harm so it's not just necessarily cutting you're not alone if you've ever been called um lazy you're not alone if you've ever felt different you are never you are not alone if you have issues with food and your body. You are not alone if you are so depressed and you cannot get up and shower. I get it. And my ex-husband shamed me. One day he said, 
when was the last time you took a shower? I was like, I, I don't know, maybe four days ago. He's like, that's gross. I'm like, but I haven't gone anywhere and how do you know? So the reason I couldn't shower has nothing to do with hygiene and anybody who's in a depression or has been in a depression, you know that our minds can only hold so much and it makes us so physically exhausted everything we're thinking about what we need to do and then we get depressed or angry because we didn't do it and it's this vicious cycle i have like right now i could be saying i have to make my podcast i have to make my podcast but i don't have the energy to do it and then i'm angry damn i didn't do my podcast damn i didn't do my podcast side note I don't like to say I have to. I like to say I get to. I learned that from Kyle on The Housewives. If you are um, ever just wanting to sleep all day, you are not alone. I used to take probably Xanax during the day to go to sleep, edibles, got high, anything to sleep all day. When my kids would go to camp, I was, I, I don't think I was straight one day or left my house, which it's, crazy. I was quarantining before everybody quarantined. So I was like, Oh, not leave your house. Um, I could, I could do that, you know? And so I've been, um, quarantining and that's where my journey of falling apart and still putting myself back together began. And, you know, there's things as parents, as family members, as friends to look for, you know, there's warning signs. And I say that every time a trauma happens, the warning signs were there, you know, work with your child, work with somebody they know. Maybe it's a teacher. There's steps and resources that I do with NAMI and that I'll talk about, um, as I go on, but you know, your child, how long are they acting in a way that would not be typical for them? How long are they sitting there in their room? If they used to just go in their room for an hour after not winning a baseball game, and now you see it's turned into days and are they functioning? Are they snapping at you? Are they getting short? Are they yelling? All of these signs can help you detect what mental health condition your child is experiencing or what you're experiencing. And again, there is nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay not to be okay. Again, people always are like, well, I don't want them to know. I'm like, well, who the heck are them? Who is them? Why do you care what anybody thinks? And you know, my daughter, when she was at um, camp, when she first started Adderall, she was like, oh, I'm not putting it in the clinic. Why? Well, because then they'll know that I have ADHD. So, well, I don't want anybody to know. And it's so funny when we think about that today because Taylor and I are both like, oh, we own it. We're cray over here. Oh, we don't know how to do anything in moderation. Uh, Yes, we're over the top. Even my daughter's prom dress, it was the coolest thing after... um, prom was the Real Housewives of New York reunion and Ramona wore the dress Taylor wore. So Ramona stole Taylor's look, which side note, side note, but the anxiety, if you're feeling anxiety right now, you're not alone. We don't know what's going to happen after this year of COVID. One day we're all out doing brunch, mingling, partying, Broadwaying, and then it stopped. Broadway people, every career Every person is experiencing trauma or some sort of depression. Something has changed with everybody. I was 
like these, I'm going to use Broadway performers. What are they doing now? Their whole life has been training to be on Broadway. The trauma first responders and police officers see. No one ever talks about that. We're all talking about, oh, the bad cops. What about how they risk their, risk their lives and their mental health? Teachers, what they see when they have children who can't afford to eat or um, unprivileged children or come in with bruises. There are, there's trauma across the board, no matter what your career, whatever your occupation, whatever your job is. But nobody has ever thought, you know what? I need to take a mental health day. I need to tell my boss or whomever, I can't come in today. I'm not feeling well. My mind is overload on stuff. You know, and the anxiety, like I'm having anxiety right now. I'm having anxiety because I'm interviewing somebody tomorrow. My microphone that I purchased, I'm not hooking it up properly. So why am I freaking out about that? Right now I'm in the here and now. It'll get worked out. I am sure when I do my interview, I will have a proper working microphone. But earlier, I was just like, I can't figure it out. And I was getting frustrated. So it's like, breathe. It'll work out. So everything does have a way of working out. But please know you are so not alone. If you don't like answering your door or, or somebody popping up without you knowing it, you're not alone. I hate that. I hate that so much. If you... There are so many things I could go on and on. If you have a child who's a special need, you're a special needs parent, you're not alone. I am trying really hard not to lose my mind with my 15 year old son right now, who um, has a rare genetic disorder, which I've talked about in other episodes, but I would compare him because he is high on the autism spectrum. Trying to get something through to him is excruciating. He just doesn't understand. I could bang my head against a wall all day and it'll never happen. So that's part of the accepting things we can change and accepting things we cannot change. He just does not want to take his medicine and he tells me, well, I could do it by myself. He sees through the forest, not the trees, or he sees the trees, not through the forest. Now I preach it's okay not to be okay. Do what you have to. So my son, without taking his ADHD medicine, he has facial tics. So now... It is going everything I preach and do, and that is what's going on in my world presently. But I have to only focus on what's in front of me right now. I can only handle one thing at a time. So I'm telling you this because we all have something and you are not alone. I weaned myself off Xanax. I was, my psychiatrist has always been my prescriber, but I used to take something with my sleeping pill and the dosage has been dwindled down. I don't need it anymore. I am on, um, a hundred milligrams for me of Pristique, which is an antidepressant. It did not change my behavior. All it did was make me not freak out anymore. I am on 30 milligrams of extended release Adderall that works for me. I'm not telling you right now you have to go on medicine, but if you're feeling something and a doctor suggests it, Let me tell you something. Why would you suffer unnecessarily? Why be a masochist? Nobody's putting a billboard on the highway saying, oh, so-and-so's taking medication. I promise you, and I said this, I think, I love how this sounds, a few episodes back. My ex-husband might have, I don't know, um, we would not both be here. We were War of the Roses, and it has helped him 
tremendously. He went on it to live with me, whatever it takes, but he's still on it today. And he's just a cooler version of who he was. So there is no shame in taking medication at all. And I love that my daughter's so open with it also. She's like, oh yeah, I'm on Lexapro. I don't know how I could be on med. I don't know how I would be able to survive without medication. So in her I guess Gen X um, demographic and all her sorority sisters and college friends and camp sisters. Oh my gosh. Her other world is Camp Blue Ridge. These girls met each other when they were nine, 10 years old. They've gone through everything together. And now they're turning 21 and they went from little girl best friends to middle school. They're like a sisterhood. I mean, this camp is Blue Ridge was my, it is my daughter's other family, legit. It is just, I can't explain. I've never seen a bond with girls and they're so different, but they're so the same and they've gone to different colleges. They're in different sororities, but the minute they get together, had it not been for Blue Ridge, my daughter wouldn't have these sisters that they know Taylor is nuts and crazy and over the top, but they love her anyway. So shout out to my daughter's happiest place on earth. Not Disney World, it's Camp Blue Ridge. Oh, and that baby. Oh my God, Benson. I know, Ricky. Um, I want to squeeze that baby. I know Taylor has already squeezed that baby. So in any event, um, I am going to take a quick break because I am focusing on little baby Benson in Blue Ridge. And just think about your mental health, guys. Listen to the message and I will be right back. I love how that sounds. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. One in five people will experience a mental health condition once in their life. Right now, during these times, I am pretty sure most people are experiencing some sort of mental health condition. You are not alone. There is help. You should not suffer alone. There is help out there. Please reach out if you have to. It's okay not to be okay. The bravest, strongest, most vulnerable thing and bravest thing you could do for yourself, your children, your family is to reach out. The number for the crisis suicide line, if you're feeling something immediately, if you know somebody who needs it, 1-800-273-8255. The number for National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, 1-800-950-6264, or you can text 741-741-NAMI, and that's a crisis text line. You are not alone. Help is available for everybody. Please take care of your mental health. It's just as important as your physical health. Wishing everybody much love and peace. Hey guys, I really hope that you reach out. Please, there is nothing wrong with not feeling okay. In fact, I think it's ab typical, not normal, not to feel something. And I was at um, the dry cleaner because I take my books everywhere and who doesn't do impromptu book signings at a dry cleaner? Duh, me. Oh my gosh, I am... I, I laugh at myself so much because I am just this walking. I remember I walked in somewhere 
um, Walgreens, the pharmacist. <laughs> and they were like, hey, Miss Goldman. I was like, you remember me? And then somebody was like, well, you're not exactly hard to forget. And so I was at the dry cleaner and some guy was saying to me, you know, yeah, I mean, I find random people. He was 35 and he was offered to take medication and he was afraid it would change his personality. I'm like, um, does it look like it's changed my personality? I'm a toned down version of me. And um, not that that should be a selling point, but whatever works, his doctor suggested it. So if it's offered, I can tell you it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't do anything but not make me a neurotic, which I was. And my talks with my daughter, I, I was not Joan Crawford by any means. I would just basically hit my daughter in the arm with a bag of chips because in second grade, she wasn't doing her monologue properly. That was not me obviously being mad at her. That was an emotion of not feeling adequate and it brought me back telling you this shit's messed up. So it is imperative for parents, take care of your mental health because you can't take care of your kids. When 2019, when I was, I left my family, I could not take care of myself. Therefore, I couldn't take care of my son who was in a situation with um, 13-year-old boys and 14-year-old boys telling him to steal, um, do very bad things. It was written up in the community little neighborhood. I could not be there to take care of him because I was having a mental breakdown somewhere else denying there was anything wrong with me, thinking it was everybody else. And I lost out on moments with my son who needed me desperately. I couldn't take care of myself. If you see your children, if you see them, parents, withdrawing, eating more, eating less, not coming home, you know your kids. Every time there's, and I'm going to go back to the shooting, I guess, because there seem to be so friggin' many of them, it, okay, the gun issue, completely separate entity. That's not even in my world, not my box, not my bubble. I am in the mental health Marnie world. Every, everything that's gone on, whether it's been um, a shooting, a murder, um, a bad cop, whatever it may be, it all comes from not taking care of their mental health. When I was in my rage and I have episodes that talk about the severe rage. I'm talking, that's why Brittany, my girl, I empathize with her so much. I had a bamboo stick in my house and it's like a spinning top or a dreidel. And in that circular fast motion, I don't know who I was. I was put back by a trigger. Again, I know my triggers now and I thank God I can um, be aware of them. But there were, my whole life, I didn't. So when I am in that banging, screaming, crying place, pleading for help, I had my family look at me and say, look at you, you're fucking crazy. We're gonna call the police. Okay, time out. That's why people don't want to say anything is wrong because every time these shootings happen, for example, it's, oh, um, they must've had a mental health condition well, a mental illness, but they weren't getting treated, but let's just blame it on the mental health. So now the people who have true conditions, they don't want to speak up because they're like, I don't want to be labeled in that category. I'm not like those crazy people. We're all crazy. We're all nuts. If you could show me somebody that's human and completely perfect, I mean, 
please, I would love to be like them. Pray for me to be like them because if you're perfect and you're judging, uh-uh. You know, it's funny also because um, I believe too that laughter is probably the most important thing that saved me. When I was 10, other than adoring my other fourth grade friends, I was 14 and I was not as obsessed with MTV as I was Star Search. Star Search saved my life again. Um, probably makes complete sense why I was obsessed, obsessed, capital obsessed, if I were writing this, with being an actress. I just... I wasn't an actress. I booked a few things, but I took every acting class three or four times in South Florida. My first one, any of my actor friends listening, we all took Lori Wyman's Miami Vice class, the commercial classes. I mean, the improv classes, which side note, everybody should take improv if you can, even online. It, No matter what business you're in, it is so cool how it keeps you um, quick on your feet. And it's just, I mean, naturally I put my daughter in improv immediately as I taught her one of her first sentences, true story. Um, after mama, um, it became, I, I'd like to thank the Academy. Yes. So another thing that really baffles me, and I was just observing a friend of mine who I'm so excited to interview as a comedian. And, you know, they all these guys, when they have shows, there's someone who's the, the main host, and they have someone who highlights it, and then they have other people that come on. And they all support each other, like guys and the girls. But mostly I'm just going to talk about the guys right now because Mars and Venus. On Mars, I see them high-fiving high each other. Like, if you watch the Jersey housewives, which some of you might, but the husbands, you don't see them arguing. They, uh, these guys just, they play golf, they play sports, they high five, dude, I like your car, bro. Like these comedians are like, let's give it up for so-and-so. That's so nice on Mars. Why on Venus? And I said this before, ladies, the true selves, our true selves come out when we're drunk in a bathroom. We are. We, I, I love talking about this because I have held head, um, hair for strangers. I have gotten phone numbers. I have, you know, we, we want their happiness. I have said, you go back and you take your independence and you go tell him. And it's just, you become really good friends. But the minute everybody sobers up, it's like, oh, look at her. People probably say about me, oh, here she goes, another video. Like, why are we not all supporting each other? It's, I, and I use this, ooh, I feel like I'm a comedian with my bit. <laughs> no, last year I remember saying, when you go into a department store and you buy makeup, it's not just lipstick. You have Dior, Chanel, you have Yves Saint Laurent, you have MAC, different brands. So women, we're all different and we're all unique. Like, don't you... Like when you go get your nails done or you go get your hair blown out, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like you guys have a talent. So nobody's better. We're all fantastic and fabulous in our own ways. And I get so sad how when I see people, when they're comparing themselves, don't compare. You don't know what you're seeing. And I, you know, when I make my videos and I listen to other people's podcasts, 
I literally am like a racehorse, if that's an analogy of my blinders, where I cannot see to my left or my right, meaning I don't want to look how many likes she has. Oh, how many likes am I getting? That is the last thing from my mind. In fact, I don't even look at the numbers on my podcast. I am doing this because out of the huge audience I hope I have, there is one person that could take something from this and say, you know what? I am not alone. I need to do what makes me happy. And selfish people are the happiest people. And I don't mean to be a bitch about it. I don't mean to say like, um, F you, I don't want to be with you today. If you're tired and your body's burnt out, say, say, you know what? I need a friggin' mental health day. I am burnt out. I need to restart. You know how many times I restart all the time or I would be on season 10, episode 150 right now, but I knew when I was in the mode to do this, I would do this. And when I didn't feel like it, I would not be doing it. So of course, I'm not saying neglect your family if your baby's crying or, you know, don't go show up for work and just ghost people. But if you have the choice to, you know, take it easy one night, do so. Do your passion. Let me tell you, you don't even realize how you're helping people by just being you. Like I... Like, I'm a valley girl now. So, like, anyway, <laughs> that was such a bad joke. If somebody were here with me now talking, it would be great because I'd be able to go back and forth. So, that was like that bump joke thing. So, when I found I wanted to do my podcast, but I just couldn't get the firecracker to do it. But a friend of mine um, started a podcast, and it was so inspiring knowing somebody that actually was doing a podcast. And that got me to do what I want to do. And somebody said to me that listening to my stories, they were able to, um, at their school with their teachers and their teams to speak out and say, you know what? I'm not comfortable. And that communication was amazing, but they got the courage to realize I need to love myself right now more important than how these other ladies are going to feel just by me saying, this didn't make me comfortable. So I just, you know, right now I always say, and here I saying, I always say the universe, trust it, trust, trust, trust with every bone in your body as you can. I live every second by the universe. If anyone had 5,000 reasons to be knocked down, it was me. I was knocked down, but had I not gone through every one of those friggin' nightmares, they were nightmares. I mean, you're homeless with your three-year-old daughter. I came home from the hospital from hemorrhaging, almost bleeding out to an eviction notice on my door and not knowing where I'm going to go. So that was a pretty bad day. But if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have met this person. If I wasn't crying to my girlfriend, Lisa, saying, where am I going to live with Taylor? What am I going to do? Hysterical. That moment, she said, well, there's a job where you can be an agent at the green agency where that changed my life dramatically. So I promise you, you are not supposed to understand the bad right now. I'm just realizing things that I said 20 something years ago are coming to fruition. I'm like, damn, I really can manifest stuff. But it's a choice you make, guys. It's a choice to wake up in the morning and be in a good mood. There are people that wake up every day and it's like, ugh, it's like time to make the donuts. Um, you know, it's like, oh, here we go again. No, wake up. I get, I used to never want 
to see the day. So for me to see the sunrise, it's glorious. I mean, it's friggin' glorious. You, if you have your health, that's glorious. I have leukemia. I'm not on medication today, but there will be a day where I'm going to need medication. The fact I'm not, when people say, if you have your health, you're okay. So look at every day as the blessing as it is. Every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. I love that. I have that in my garage. So I see that every time I come home and just a little side funny note. When I say nobody um, can ever burst your bubble, you cannot be in a bad word and say the word bubble. You cannot try it. Bubble. It's impossible. So everybody stay true to who you are. It's okay not to be okay. Remember the ego wants, it's what the soul needs. And with that, Peace out, guys. Much love and peace and wishing all things fabulous and wonderful. Peace, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Peace Love Podcast. I hope you learned a little bit. Hope you laughed a little bit. And please, if you can, subscribe and leave a review. Possibly how amazing this episode was. Remember, stay true to who you are and never, ever let anybody dull your sparkle.